Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. It's the final siren. Gold Coast buried West Coast in one of the least competitive quarters for the season to set up the 70-point win in last Friday night's game. It wasn't the first time the Eagles have let one quarter get away from them. Eight unanswered goals in the second and five in the last. The Suns finished us off with a 70-point win. Doesn't get any good better than that, does it? No. Bad loss. Another bad loss. It's just where do we go from here, boys? Oh, Coach Killer. Mate, it was a terrible loss. Um, because it wasn't a final aspirant or anything like that, well, they probably are now after that win. It felt like a 100-point loss. There's momentum swings in games, so there were times where we were on top slightly, but that's every game. There's always those momentum swings, and to me, we didn't show enough fight that game. I loved Kelly's halftime. He said it straight out. It's not good enough. Yeah, not he good enough. Poor, and, and he's got to give something to the supporters to cheer about because the players on field knew that. That's not good enough. And there's too many passengers in the side right now, which just isn't good to see. And I said at the top of show to send doesn't get better than that. I mean, that's for the Suns. <laughs> no. <laughs> not for us. Um, look, um, Dan and Wayne are here every week. Um, and Tom at Plus Fitness, see back Hillary's general up. He's our sponsor every week. So get down there, tell, you, tell him you're from Eagle Nation. Get onto our social pages, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, or just go to Linktree and everything is there. Um, as we said, 16-17, 113 to four goals, three. King kick four. Sardis, or it's not Sardis, Sidis, two. Swallow, two. Lukosius, two. And for West Coast, basically it was Oscar Allen, the lone dual goal kicker with two. Um, let's break it down, boys. Where did we lose it? I oh, think it's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah, lose it. I mean, King got four. He's pretty unlucky he didn't get six to eight, really. Um, I, I, they lost it in the middle, big time. Got smashed in the middle, got smashed in the clearances and they got smashed in the coaching box because no one made any changes. Well, let's just have a look at those stats. Stoppages, 10 goals, 7 from stoppages to 1 goal for the Eagles. Mm. That is a massacre. Yes. Um, and I think, Dan, you said it. In the last few weeks, we've been winning the ground balls. We've been winning the stoppages. We've been winning the clearances. We won nothing this game. Yeah, it was just it was disappointing to see. And what can you do if you can't get hands on the ball? And the second quarter was the worst for that. And um, Wayne and I were talking about it. It's just, we couldn't win a clearance. You know, Raul was so clean. Noel Anderson was clean. Uh, even Fioroni running in there. Um, and it was, you know, you put the defenders under that much pressure, they're going to wilt, you know. So you can't really blame the defenders like they were defending so badly. As you said, King could have had six. The supply they were getting in oh, there was, was bloody ridiculous. And the speed of the way it was getting in there. And the only plus side to watching a game like that to me is you watch Noel Anderson a pick two, you watch a row pick one in there, you see his half picks and you see them coming into their prime. And that's what people got to realise, that's what we're aspiring to. We need these good picks. We need these young kids. So in two, three years, that's what we have. Because right now we're relying on Kelly and Sheed's a bit offence, but he's not going to win your games off his own boot. Bar the 2018 grand final, that is. Uh, as soon as I said it, I thought that's a bit hypocritical. Mm. But do you know what I mean? It's like there's yep. nothing around them and it shows Gaff's off the pace. Like he's not – he's getting like in the teens' possessions, you know. We need someone just to help him out. We need basically three Kellys in there, you know. Yeah. 
Well, you said the second quarter. Let's have a look at that in isolation. Contested balls, 43 to 16. Clearances, 14 to 3. And inside 50, 17 to 5. And we got two points in that five entries. Um, it was interesting for me because I had to watch a game on replay and I was at my son's footy game and I looked at it when the game had finished. It was quarter time. I'd been listening on the radio. Eagles are in this five goals to two or three, mm. whatever it was. Um, yeah, what was it? To, yeah. And by the time I got home, it was like, what's going on here? Yeah. It was like, what, what, what happened here, guys? Um, sorry, I got the um, scores wrong. Two goals. We were mm. down a little bit. Um, I was thinking about the waffle side. They got five goals in the first quarter mm. and two goals afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, by the time I got in the car, the start of second quarter time I got home, the game was finished. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, do I watch this on TV? Do I watch that quarter? And I, when I did, I was horrified. Mm. I, just, I just could not believe the lack of pressure in that quarter. That was probably – it was worse than the Geelong game mm. in in a quarter. At least, at least we had a crack. Our you know lack, what I mean? Our lack of accountability, and I keep saying this word, I'm like a broken record every week. Our lack of accountability in the middle is embarrassing. I find it embarrassing. And, you know, I played defence all my life. And you, you, as Dan said, you, you can't get in that fed like that. I mean, you're a forward yourself in your days. Was it? You know what it's like? You get fed like that. It's like bread and butter. And you mentioned Raul and Anderson, you know, the top two picks. And then you go down the list again and you've got King. He was a top two, top three pick. Um, Humphrey this year was a top ten pick. Uh, Powell, he was a he was a top ten pick, I think, if I remember rightly. You go around all these players. Lacocious. Lacocious. Mate, l- you know, l- let's get to the point, so man. That's where we got to be. And, that, and yeah. they should be good now. Yeah. That Gold Coast should be good now with all those picks. Gold Coast are a top ten pick team. They've got more top ten picks exactly. than anyone else. Who should we be trying to pinch? <laughs> no, that's a joke. Just a bit of a feeder club. But no, that that's exactly right. And we got to look at that's the model we got to take, you know. And the thing we've got going for us is we do hold on to our players. We haven't got max exodus like Gold Coast do. So Somebody said- it's, it's horrible to watch these games, but that's – you've got to look at that and say that's going to be us in two, three years because that's what we need to do. We need to get that young talent in there because it was. The young kids won them that game because – they're not in their prime yet, which is real scary thought because those midfielders look good. But they're coming towards it. You know, they're on the cusp of their best, and we don't have that anymore. We've we, still got our senior players trying to carry the side with not much well, underneath. You, you just said hold on to the players. Somebody I can't remember who it was on radio said they're too loyal. I can't remember who it was. It was on I don't know if it was on SEN or whatever. They said the Eagles are too loyal with their players. And did did we keep Hearn on a year longer? Did we keep Shuey on a year longer? And I guess it's easy to say that when they're injured and they're not playing. If those guys are playing, it's a different story. We probably don't – we're not here talking about like we are. Mm. You know what I mean? But you're right. We probably have held on to a couple too long. And But this is where we're finding out – this is a silver lining. These younger guys, the second-tier players, as I call them, are getting exposure to AFL football – but they're getting exposure that they're just not good enough for it. No. And that might be sound really harsh, but there's a couple of guys in there I really, really like. And I'm telling you right now, if they were delisted at the end of the year, not one other team's going to pick them up. No, yeah, and see, that's where – I'm not talking about the injuries because it's a senior players. I'm not using injuries as an excuse. Yeah. But 
looking at it from this aspect, that's what hurts. We're not seeing Noah Long run around get these games in a crisis. That get games. Yep. We're not seeing Hewitt get the games on his belt. Virgil, who we talked on Waffle Rap, played a couple of good games. I think he got like twenty disposals running off the half back. He can look good, quick, and we talked about he's got such a good kick. So these players aren't there, and even Chessie's just back now. First game Waffle on limited minutes. It's a shame with these injuries to the senior players that they got injured almost at the wrong time as well. Because really, we want to see what we want to give them that game. We want to see what they can do. And uh, a lot of those, apart chess, are first year players. So they're not playing for their career as such. No. But the others are. There's yeah. a lot of uncontracted ones. So. But you go back to, you, you, you know, I'm not picking on him because I like him too. We all sit at the same time. You know, Greg Clark comes in. These guys, um, let's have a look at a few of them. O'Neill, these guys, they would be good players, but they if they got players around players, them that are good, they need they need the shoeys fully fit. They need the government. yeah, they need the better the players fully fit. They need all your good players fully fit. You, our, our middle range players aren't there to be the number one players in a the team. They're the, the back up the senior player, the the real good players. But I, we've held on to those good players. We should have made trades when it was right. Yeah, regardless, once we to the 18, we got Kelly in. We thought he's going to win us. That was going to help us win another flag. But no one suspected COVID. No one suspected uh, Nat Nui to get injured. No one suspected uh, Yo to get uh, groin injuries. But you look at other clubs, they made crunch decisions. You know, like Hawthorne made crunch decisions to get rid of, you know, Luke Hodge and these guys at the time to go, look, they haven't succeeded. But they made those, those decisions. And we haven't made the decisions. And I don't blame the coach for everything. I blame a lot higher than the coach. Oh, yeah, it's not always a coach. Coach just a scapegoat. So yeah. um, I think one of our uh, compatriots and Eagle Nation guys, Rob Didco, he got a bit of a write-up in the West as well so, and a few things about Simo. Mm. Did you read that? No. But um, it was all positive. Um, but he did put up a post about all the other coaches. Mm. Everyone directs it at Simo, but he's got his line coaches there that mm. escaped the, right. the wrath of it. Um we can talk about a game a bit more in isolation on some moves and things that we didn't like. But, Wayne, uh, no, Dan, it's time for player of the round. So we're going to go into a positive. Yep. Well, there is a couple positive, even though it was a horrible game. And let's talk about Duggan, who captained that game as well. What a brilliant game. So he had 32 disposals, four marks, four tackles, 78% efficiency. And I've always said... You've got to be above that 70 mark with your disposal efficiency, I believe. Uh, inside 50s, he had four, uh, eight rebound 50s, 662 metres gained, seven intercepts, four score involvements. And the great thing about that is his knees are pro- like must be a lot better. He must be feeling a bit fitter because his knees are a mess and he's one that even says that. I think it was, I might get the date wrong, but 2020, I think he had two operations. Yep. So he had a knee operation during the year, and then he had another one to clean it up. Like he has problems with his knees. So it's so great seeing him having this impact, knowing he's one that's body's holding up but very sore, and um, that's Captain Matera. And I think you've always vouched for him as captain. Mm. And only one game captain, and to me that was a captain's game. He didn't lower his colours. He played a brilliant game. He was hard. He went back. He went in the middle. He's one you could say he fought the whole game out. And, um, yeah, that, to me that's a captain's game. When things are going bad, you stand up. You don't shirk and, you know, look down and get miserable. You fight it out. And I wish the whole team could fight out like Duggan did on the did weekend. You know in the last four games, he's the third ranked, third ranked in the competition metres gained. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. There's two players ahead of him. Can we guess? Yeah. Is it uh, Dacos? Yeah. Yeah. And Bondon Pelly. 
I wouldn't have got Bonson Pally. Yeah, yeah I fucking day cost man. Yeah. And those numbers are skewed because of the amount of kicks he has out from oh. full back, mate. Yeah. You've got to tag him. They say don't tag him, but he's 26 disposals when nine of them are kickouts. You are having the effect. You don't tag it's 41 because you watch how he plays. He'll kick out to someone um, in one of the pockets, right? And then he sprints past because the man on the mark rule, they can't move. He sprints past. So every kick out he gets two disposals. So that's why he'd be so high in the meters gain. It's such good coaching too. And oh, look, like, you got somebody that does it good yeah, on you. <laughs> and I've always said that it's a it's not a bad idea to play him as a loose half back and not play anyone. They do it with Sheasel too. It just gets these young players a lot of the ball. You know what I mean? Look, every club does that now. Yeah. Mate. Well, Jermaine Jermaine Jones and Duggan before the game they were in the top five for the last five rounds. Yeah. So for yeah. meters gain, so that I'm going to quick. I wanted to talk about some good players. But I want to jump ahead. I'm, I shouldn't. I uh, know I shouldn't because it's a run sheet. The sheet. The run sheet was. It's on my. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue. Jermaine Jones. Why the fuck was he at half forward mm. when he's been playing all his good games off half back? Yeah. I don't understand it. I, I wanted to ask. I you don't guys, understand do, it. Do you think he's carrying an injury? Do you reckon he's one that's injured? Well, he's got a broken nose now. Yeah, but, but that, that's a bit funny. You don't he, see them unless you can't breathe. He didn't look funny. like he was carrying injury to me. He didn't, I, I made yeah. that point straight away, and I think in the TNG, I said, "Why is Duggan playing half forward? What, what's going on?" Because yeah. I mean, these days, you whether you're half forward, half back, you got to run. Yeah. The game's a running game, so yeah, he, he wouldn't be injured enough. To uh, sorry, I'm that very was just, suspicious on it. I, I, it just, I just it didn't weird. seem right, did it? And the fact he got subbed out at half time too, I was a bit like. And for a broken nose? Yeah. As I said, if you can't breathe, but it's very rare they get subbed out with well, a broken how nose. Many guys, how many times do a guy get a blood nose? He's got to go off. And they if strap it. It's a vital it. game. Yeah. They put the, the cotton wool up. They put the tape around yeah. the head. And, yeah, they can't, you can't breathe anyway. So you, you breathe out of they, they look like something from the Mummy movie. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then about, when Darlin breaks his arm or fractures his arm. He's staying out there. He's staying out there. And... I just, I, Bloody hell! What a, what an effort, though. You got to acknowledge that. Like, he's getting it. slammed. He he knew that was a broken arm. Yeah. Like he couldn't move it. Like you're watching him like going to ground. He's going shoulder head first, protecting that arm. You know, he's lifting arm so that doesn't hit the ground. He knew it was broken, but he wanted help with the rotations and stuff. So it's like there's little things you don't get plaudits for. No. You know. Yeah. There's um, not little things like tough footy. He's a forward, so he needs to kick the goals. If you're a backman, you got to stop the goals. You know. But the little things that, like, you don't notice, he kind of did a bit, you know? Well, he was under the pump last week because he had such a bad game, right? But like you said, he come out, he put his body on the line, he went out there, took up Charlie Ballard's space, and if he went off, it would have been 100 points. Yeah. He, he took a, a defender out of the game, and but you don't hear nothing about from the supporters about that. So that's where you guys have got to wake up out there and think about these things, yeah, give and take a bit. Let's get back into the good players. Ruben Jinby, for us, 16 tackles, 12 disposals, 91%. I thought he was pretty good, but he was running with Rao for most of the game. And Rao had 29 disposals, six clearances, 17 tackles. He had one more. So those were that was both the record for two people in a game for tackles this year. Eight inside 50s, and he kicked that goal in the first yeah. quarter. Um, he didn't go on Rao until the second half. Yeah, well, you say what you want in the first half. Your boy, he was on him in the first half. Dom Sheed, Sheed was got absolute hiding, right. absolute hiding. And Jinby, he only had one tackle in the last quarter, so he was probably tired. He that. was probably stuffed. Um, so you touched on just before uh, Noah Anderson. 
he had 77, uh, 27 disposals, not 77, seven clearances, and he had O'Neill as a run-on with him, a tag. And I didn't notice that in the game um, until I read it. I went, are you kidding me? Hmm. If Xavier O'Neill was tagging him, he didn't do a good job. No, no. 27, clear, uh, 27 disposals, seven clearances. He's been form too. And, um, you know, yeah, Xavier had 12 disposals. You know, I, I don't want to isolate him because – but I didn't know he was tagging, and if that was his role, um, I just don't think he did a good job. Um, ben King, you said four goals, could have had six. Bailey Humphreys, did he get an Orange Rising Star? Or that, I don't whatever know. it is, Rising Star? No, I, I don't know. Because uh, I think he would go close to 20 touches and a goal, and I thought he was pretty good. Mm, yeah. Um, he was, as we all said last year, he was a real promising guy that's going to. He's going to so he'll he'll play midfield one day. Yeah. We 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 talked about um, Darling, you know, Ballard was on him, but he took it ten intercept marks, but he probably took ten intercept marks because Darling was not hundred percent, and that's pure fact of it. So Jared Wits, now you said it last week that Bailey was going to have a prick of a game against Wits, mm. and that proved to be the. the the case, you know. Yeah. Bailey still got 34, 32 hitouts, but did nothing around the ground. Yeah, but Jared Witts had the 48, you know what I mean? Yep. And, um, he didn't look like well, we saw did. it coming because it's a pattern. As soon as a seasoned big ruckman, he gets exposed. And what he had to do was, right, if I'm going to get monstered, I'm going to make him run. I'm younger, I'm fitter, I'm going to make him run. And get the disposals. As I said, you, you don't have to be a cox. You know, because he's once in a generation mm. player, but you can still take aspects of his game and just run him, run him back, run him forward, keep him running, get disposals. But I believe six disposals he got. That's that's not good enough. That's we've been rating about how he's gone good. We don't want him to take a step backwards. Yeah. Um, I'll let you keep going. Oh, well, no, I'm going to steal the next one because I'm that excited. <laughs> Oscar Allen. He is now the sole player that's kicked multiple goals in every game this year. Jeremy Cameron only kicked the one. So now it's only Oscar Allen. And to do that in a losing side, I believe, never been done in the AFL era. Like, this gun, like, seriously, we got the key pillars. We got Brass down back. We got him up forward. We just need to fix the middle. And then, who knows, maybe things are, won't be as bad. Because um, love to see Liam Ryan up there again. You know, there's a few forwards oh, up there. Like, and see, yeah. That's what we look forward to. You know, everyone's in the now. Oh, it's all demon gloom, but... Fucking look at the bigger picture coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just you got to get your hands on the ball. Yeah. That's the issue. So a lot of our talent, they're like, there's no talent on the young list. You're like, no, take a breath. We've got some good defenders, and we've got some good forwards. Um, so that's the key. The problem is now we've got to get these good young midfielders going. You yeah. know what I mean? They've got to supply. So the defenders aren't as exposed. And then the forwards get more supply because that's the problem. They're kicking goals when it goes in. I believe we're still very efficient. In the comp for goal scored with inside fifties, we just don't get it in enough, no. and that's that's you know it's a gaping hole in our game basically where we just get exposed where mm. it's been peppered the other end and we're under so much pressure. Um, and then Witherden, I think he sneaks under the radar a bit this year. I think he has improved. Like he's not the perfect game. I've got his disposal efficiency, but he kicks so well and five hundred and ninety-one meters gained, twenty-six disposals. And I'll tell you what, he wasn't kicking out from full back. Duggan took a lot of the mm. kicks out for fullback. So they're not cheap possessions. And um, he's above average on man um, one-on-one contest, which is very surprising because he plays like a player that you would expect not to man up well. 
And Wayne's favourite thing is if you're a defender, you have to defend. <laughs> so I'm so glad he's above average because there's probably his only flaw in the game was he tried to take kicks on, but sometimes you get exposed by his own player. Oh, um, look, I've been rapping about Wyvern for the last three weeks and I actually had him as my second best on ground. 23-year-old, isn't he? Yeah, he's only 23, 23 24. 24. So that's so, what I mean. We've got a few... Backman down back that are going to be there for a few years. It's just we need to fix that midfield up. To me, that's our issue. And he had three kicks out, three kickouts for the whole game. So that's all yeah. he had. So um, yeah, as I said, Duggan took most. Yeah. So they're not, they weren't cheap. To, uh, it's important. Kickouts are important. So I don't really like calling them cheap. They got to take the kick, don't they? So I'm glad they do count as a stat. I don't get this thing. Don't count them well, as it's, a stat. I'm like, well, they're kicking. Well, it counts as efficiency. A, no, the, the old way used to be kick it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only time it was a stat is when you played on. Yeah, and it's even now. Only yeah. time it's a stat was when you yeah. play on. The minute you go out of the square, yeah. it's if you don't kick. If you it's, if you kick it in that square, it's not counted. It's not counted as, as a, it's no stat. There's yeah. no stat to it. As you have to go that out the square. Still, yeah, that, yeah, that is still the they same. They will run out. But yeah, I, I love that. New, play on. I, I love that new rule for one simple reason. It used to drive me insane because you couldn't. It wasn't you step over the line. It was if you step on the line. Mm. And so many kickouts before that yeah. changed their rule used to send me insane because they would always be over the line. They've stepped on the line. And my umpire, like I played fullback all my life. Yeah, mate, they, it was they do it all I the time. It now I'd be bang. Yeah, It'd be beautiful. In amateurs, um, you counted it as a kick. Yeah. No, you don't. I did. You might have. Because if, if, if <laughs> no, I wasn't going to no kick down. I, I, I like that. So, no, it's not. Yeah, well, I counted them. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't going to kick down the forward line, I went up and had a kick out from the back line and said that was a kick. So, okay. so <laughs> I, I give, uh, we got a guy on there. I want to give Rotham a rap because he you've got him on there. Yeah, because last week he was under the pump. Yeah, mm. and he really, his first quarter was brilliant. He yep. really he stopped a lot of those um, those players going in there. He was like he was like all of them, Barasso. They were overwhelmed in that second 100% quarter. Hundred percent efficiency. Yeah, and but only guy on the ground. This is probably the best game I've seen him play yeah. for a long while. I actually had him in my top three. I yeah. believe. I, I had, I had him, him third. I, I gave like, him a vote because uh, of his effort, and I reckon he just yeah. did some good spoils. He worked yeah. hard. He took some good intercept mark, and he's playing centre half back. So he's been our yeah. key yeah. other key defender, and he's you know he got bagged. He got bagged the week before because he dropped the mark. Mm. So freaking But what? that was yeah. a good game though yeah, no, by that, him. But people a good remember game. that. Yeah. yeah, he had a good game. And maybe the selection committee, Tim Jepp, he probably be the only one to listen to us. I don't know. Um, but he must have listened to us last week. As we said, Petro going to the midfield. What happens in the third quarter? Petro goes in the midfield. Oh, yeah. We said it on the podcast. Yeah. But why hasn't he put in the midfield in the second quarter when you got eight goals getting I, scored I on? I'll tell you what, there was something I noticed and it made me think of you, Wayne. And it's one of your pet peeves that Callie and she don't – for centre bounces, mm. they don't move. Now, it, it looked a bit funny. Petrol would stay three minutes and he would just sprint hoping to get the, the palm mm. down. So he ran and attacked every contest. You watched him. And it wasn't even a centre bounce. It was just a, a clearance where they were throwing it up. And he didn't try to hold it. And you watch, he sprinted through everyone, just mm. hoping to get yeah. it. And he got one and got a goal from it because that's what he was doing. He was just sprinting through the contest, hoping to get the tap out down to him or someone quick hands out. And he attacked, and that I remember. I think it was even round one that you brought it up that Sheed and Kelly and even they were stationary in the contest. Mm. And you said they've got to move, they've got to run. And it was the first game I've seen Petrol do that. It, and as I said, it did actually look a bit funny because it got recalled like three times. And you just watched him, no one stopped. He just ran at the pack and he didn't get it that three times. And then he got it that once and he got a goal from it. And that was beautiful. His second half, especially the third quarter. Yeah. I thought it was one of the best quarters I've seen mm. him play. I had to go back and watch it again. I had to apologise to you guys because yeah, yeah. I missed it a little bit because it was my son's birthday. But I went back and watched the second half. And, yeah, when he went in – and one thing I noticed too, when 
I don't know if you saw it, at the half time when they, were, they had the camera on the guys going to the midfield and he was actually, you can't, people on the right can't see what I'm doing, yeah. but he's jeering the boys up, you know, with his fist, you know, yep, 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 let's do that. <clears throat> he looked keen, he got the run and, you know, look, he didn't turn the game around for us, but at least oh, he gave no, us something he, in yeah, there. Yeah, you just saw a bit of promise because yeah. um, it was funny and you wouldn't have noticed him because the first half was deplorable. But mm. then again, I think he was up forward and not getting much of the ball. There was bad supply, especially in that second quarter. Brass. But he had eight and a goal just in the second, and I think a couple of clearances just in the second half. Yeah. Uh, Barras, 19 spies, was a record for the season. He had eight marks. Probably his only damn, but was King was on him. Mm. And he kicked four goals. Andrew Gaff gets bagged weekly by the fans. He's having a crack, but he does get exposed. But mm. he's having a crack. The only thing I don't, I'd like to see him get out of his game is his pissy little 30 centimetre handballs. Um, well, they go as far as he can. It, 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 it doesn't do anything for me. And one player that must have listened to us last weekend under the pump was Greg Clark. Mm. Oh, I just lost my voice. Oh. Um, I wasn't choking up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he had a crack. Yeah. He actually had a crack and he got in there and, you know, sometimes his disposal lets him down, but he had a crack and I liked yeah. it. Yeah, and just before we move on to just one of our midfielders I wanted to shout out is uh, Callie. 26 disposal, 390 metres gained, kicked a goal, could have had two, and we've always said, you know, goal kicking midfielders worth their weight in gold. So he did. It was a bit tough and they're paying a lot more attention to him, but that wasn't a bad game he's by Callie. And uh, yeah, so I mean, another one. Bar the North Melbourne game, I think he's been in our best handful of plays oh, every game yeah, this yeah. year. Well, by far winning the Warsfold medal, in my opinion. Well, oh, yeah, well, he's going to win. Well, we've got him on our Eagle Nation Awards, um, on the Next Generation Awards. He's way out in front. Yeah. Um, if I'm a coach or the coaching staff and I'm looking for video footage, the main thing I would have done on Monday morning was all the boys in there and when he's walking off at halftime, show that, pit, that bit with Tim Kelly because the boys wouldn't have seen that. That's all they got to see. That's not good enough, boys. Mm. There you go. National TV, Friday night, uh, not good enough and it's not acceptable. So that's what you got to show them. They know that. So they've got to stand up. Um, one player, that we, we won't do under the pump this week, but one player that's probably escaped a bit of uh, a bit of uh, scrutiny because he's a favourite of one of ours is Jake Waterman. He needs to do something. But in saying that, he is getting moved around a lot. Leave him up forward. And now with Darling injured, he'll probably stay up forward. Yeah, uh, to be fair... Other than the last two or three games, he's been pretty good this year. Oh, he's had a great he's year. Really, he's stepped just up. the last couple of you know, games, he's been a bit quiet. Of, he's been a bit quiet the last few games. Again, the the forwards are getting overwhelmed because the way we're kicking the ball into the forward line, we're going back some of the old ways where we're just booting it high and hoping the best. I mean, end of the day, he's not six foot six. He's only what is he six foot three or six foot four? Yeah, you know, and he's yeah you know, he's getting pumped every time he goes for that ball. But yeah. I actually like him when he plays in the back line, to be honest. I reckon he does a great oh, job. Oh, look, just play him in one position and let yeah, him go. Yeah, right? I'll still keep him for you. He's a dead-eyed dick. He's just had two, three really average games. And we're only saying that because we've seen him come in and play such good footy, you know, and it's like, well, that's what we want. But as Wayne said, if you haven't got the supply, what, what can you do as a forward? We'll just go back to what we said. It all starts in the middle. You can't do anything if you're going at games. But we tried Callum Jamison again, the two Ruckman thing. Didn't work. We tried it a lot last year. Tried it this year. It didn't work. Nah. Um, it's just shame. He looked lost. Yeah. He looked lost. The only problem is you chuck Rotham in there, then Rotham can't play back because mm-hmm. you get they've got to go forward because you tire the tire out running. You know you basically get Rover. 
you tie yourself out ruck and then you've got to go back and defend a player, that player's just going to run off you, you know what I mean? Because you're gassed. So that's a change we're going to probably have to make. I don't I, know if I liked Waterman in there, but he's I, done I, it a bit. I personally think we've got to stick with Jamison. Yep. I would because I don't reckon putting ja- um, Waterman in the ruck is a, is a good move. Yeah. Let's keep him up forward, like you just said. Well, no, I think they're going to be yeah, – they're going to have no option keep now. Keep Jamison there. Yeah, we haven't got any options. Um, Barnett's yeah. not ready. No, he's not Harry's ready. not ready. Oh, man. no, no. Yeah, he's ready. a long way off. There, there's a player in there, but he's played at fullback, and I'm telling you right now, he's not a fullback's asshole. I don't yeah. care. And if people don't like me saying that, say be what. He's not a fullback. Harry, Harry Edwards. Um, oh, mate, no. He's not a defender. No, let's, let's not tiptoe around this. He's not a fullback. I, I did a list, and there was 14 players I can't definitely say will be on that list next year, and that is way too many. And Edwards is one. I hear put him in the ruck, put him, put him forward. He's been training as a backman and playing as a backman for five years now. Mm. That's what he is. I don't – five years AFL experience nice. playing in a team in one position trumps what you did as a teenager, in my opinion. I don't care if he rucked as a teenager. I don't care if he played forward as a teenager. That's cool, but he's in just AFL, not good you've been back, That's what I'm but saying. But he's not good at it. No, that, that's, my, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you might not be on the list. I don't think that's a positional area. Maybe you just don't have what it takes in effort. And that's a big shot, and I don't mean to be harsh, but that's being down the bottom of the ladder, that's the position we're at. We need to turn these players over. If you can't compete, if you can't play well in your position, well, then your position is in jeopardy. I just can't see how they keep seeing him as a fullback when he's not one. Chuck him in the ruck. you got five games. This is where you're going to have a go. If not, that's it. Sorry, because you're not working as a backman. Um, quickly before we go, Brady Hoff, first game back. I think he forgot where he was because he got caught a couple of times, didn't know where he was. Hmm. And um, uh, But that's first game yeah, back. So. You've you got to be a bit cautious with that, especially watching on TV, because sometimes they look up and there's nothing to kick to. Yeah. The other teams are – so you watch them hesitate, you watch them slow down, you watch them pivot and turn, and that's when you get pinched. Um, so on the TV it looked really bad. But he might have looked up and just seen bloody Suns oh, jumpers yeah, everywhere did. and thought, I've got nowhere to kick, and then boom, gets nailed. But, yeah. Oh, well, look, guys, um, you know, it wasn't something to – you know, talk about too much in in a positive way, but we try to find positives, um, and that's what we will do for the rest of the year. Because, you know, you got to look at a bigger picture. We're going to be down the bottom for a while, um, but you know, things do turn around quickly. And if you put the right things in place, in place, um, it, it could work. Um, but. You know, we take on Hawthorne next um, Sunday. So hopefully when we do the final siren show next week, we might be even talking about a win uh, in the Harley Reid Cup. (laughs) I don't think I've ever watched a game or anticipated a game coming up where I don't want the player to win, like the team to actually win. Well, I'm going to be watching on replay, so I've got to try and not listen. I I know that makes me such a crappy supporter, but let's not think short-term. Let's look look long-term. And what did I say? I said... Three years from now, we're not going to be like, oh, remember we won that one game three years ago? That one game that, that meant nothing really? Yeah. Or do you – but we lose it in three years. We think, thank God we got that gun midfielder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's it. The problem with the draft this year, very talented and front-ended, but they're hybrids, they're forwards, they're backmen. Reed is by far the best midfielder. It's not chock full of midfielders. It's chock full of hybrids that you have to convert to midfielders. And just quickly, uh, we're talking about the ruck and who can pinch it in the ruck. Wouldn't it be good if you had a 199 centimetre ruck forward? Wouldn't that be great? 
in the mid-season draft. Ooh, I wonder if there's a maybe a Claremont player called Buller who's 199 centimetres that can go forward and ruck. That's averaging two goals a game. Yes. Um, Just throwing it out there. It should be there. All right, guys, thanks for joining the final siren. Uh, Bouncing will be out later in the week and hopefully, we, well, we could be here talking about a win next week. Uh, who knows? If we're not, win. if we actually, if we do win, Hawthorne on a tank. Yeah, the West Coast sky